This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. It's a great way to start not only the day, but the week with you. And we've been dealing with just this Questions about the gospel, questions about salvation. We talked about what is the gospel, relationship between saving faith, uh, repentance, the whole idea of whether a, a believer can lose their salvation and where is doubt fit into all of that conversation. So if you've missed any of those, you can subscribe to our podcast, The Gospel for Life, and go back and Listen to any of those. Once again, if you have any feedback or questions that you would like us to ask, topics that you want us to cover, you can email us at thegospelforlifeidaho at gmail.com. We will for sure respond to your email, whether um, on the air or just personally. We will always respond personally to any correspondence, but some of those we'll take and put on the air and address them in that venue. Today we want to continue in this broad topic about questions about gospel and salvation and ask and answer the question, how were people saved in the Old Testament? And boy, is there a lot of variance in how we respond to this question. So I am so thankful that— There should that, not be a lot of variance in how we answer I, this question. There is no variance around the table, I would I. Don't I believe not, so, no. <laughs> but we will find out in a moment. Um, the good news is that I am surrounded by just experts, and so they are going to provide you the clarity that you need on this particular question. So how were people saved in the Old Testament? Well, there is only one way of salvation. It's by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. There's only one way to be saved in the Old Testament and not a different way in the, in the New Testament. If there were two ways to be saved, that would be a different gospel. Uh, but there is only one gospel. Uh, there, there, was, there would be only one way for a Jew to be saved and one, uh, only one way for a, a Gentile to be saved. There's not two roads to heaven is what we're saying here. And so the, in the Old Testament, people were saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, looking ahead to the coming of Christ. Yeah, I like to think about the, we in a very similar way. We're say we're saved in this, by looking back to Christ. They looked forward to Christ, while the disciples and those who lived during the time of Christ looked at Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's mm-hmm. saved the same way. In, in yeah. John eight fifty six, it says Abraham saw my day and he was glad. Jesus <laughs> is saying he was looking forward to me. And, you know, so uh, as as Vinny's pointed out, we're saved by looking. Back at the first coming of Christ, they were, uh, you know, and they were looking ahead to those things. In First uh, Peter, chapter one, there Peter says concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time 
The Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you and the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit. So there Peter is saying that the prophets of old and were understood that the Christ was coming and they were wanting to know more about not only like the glory they would have, but they want to know about his sufferings. And they knew about his sufferings that were coming. So they were looking towards this Messiah as we look back to him. There's a line in Hebrews 11 talking about Moses, verse 26. It says, he, Moses, considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of, of Egypt. Hmm. That's an interesting line. And, and, yeah. and, and Christ, Christ is not a name for Jesus. It was actually a reference to the fact that he was the anointed one. He was the Messiah. And so when we, when we read that word in English, Christ, uh, Christos, it, this, is the, this is the Messiah of the Old Testament. This was the anointed prophet, priest, and king that was coming. Right, and it, really, it was the office that Jesus mm-hmm. held, and really, I mean, it, it's not his last name. It's it, it should be, you know, Jesus the Christ. I mean, so, as you read that verse, what you're saying is Moses understood that there was Christ. one that yeah. was coming. There was a Messiah. There was an anointed one of God, and he valued that more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And so, I think sometimes we we <laughs> go back and we we underappreciate the saints of the Old Testament and we we mm-hmm. we don't really grasp what they knew and sometimes people will say well there's no way they could have known that well how did they know it mm-hmm. faith is a gift of 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 god right. it's a how grace how do we know it how right. do we know it I mean, it's the same way and so they did know about the person and work of Christ. They didn't know about the person and work of Jesus by name. Right. But they knew the, about the person and work of Christ because their whole system, and that's what Jesus was saying in Luke 24. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole entire New Te- Old Testament is, is about me. It's about me and my work. So if you have the Old Testament, you have the the person and work of Christ in those pages. There was a time in well, in you know, we talked about John three a couple of episodes ago, but been before the you know, familiar John three sixteen as Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, he tells him about and you know as the the serpent was raised and uh, so must the Son of Man be raised. And what he's referring to there is that account in the wilderness where the people grumbled and God brought serpents. In the into the camp that were biting and people were dying from the bites of the serpent and so to heal people what God told Moses to do was to make that brazen serpent the bronze serpent put it on a pole stick it up and when people got bitten by a serpent if they looked to that pole in faith then they would be healed and so Jesus is saying you know that that itself too is pointing to his work that as he was lifted up and as we to be healed, to be saved, we look to him in faith. When when you read through the book of Romans, for instance, um, Paul makes a, qu- a case for justification by faith alone there. But when he does it, he doesn't cite the example how Matthew was converted or how John Mark was converted or Luke was com- or John, you know, the, the disciples. He d- isn't making his case on them. He goes all the way back to the Old Testament. 
And particularly in chapter 4, he uses the example of Abraham and David to teach how somebody is justified by faith. And, you know, quoting Romans 1.17 for it, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, for it is written, the righteous man shall live by faith. And, he, and so he's pointing all the way back. You begin with Romans 1, chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, set apart for the gospel of God, which was recorded in the Old Testament scriptures by the prophets long ago. You know, so the book of, of Romans is saying the gospel was recorded in the Old Testament, and they believed it and they were saved. So hopefully all of us, not just in this room, but all of us that are listening to the, to the show, understand that the work of the Holy Spirit is to make much of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you think about this, what would have been the role of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament? It's no different. His work is always the same. He wants to glorify Christ. He wants to make much of him. So Jesus talks about the Spirit as another paraclete, Mm -hmm. one just like himself. And so when Jesus was on the road to Emmaus, the Scriptures tell us that beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them and all the Scriptures the thing concerning himself. That's exactly what the uh, the Spirit was doing in the Old Testament. Mm Mm-hmm. He was interpreting the, 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 the ceremonies and, and the scriptures and communicating to his people, to the people of God, about Christ and his person and his work in the Old Testament, just like Jesus did on the road to Emmaus. Mm-hmm. I want to I circle back. You began, the, you began by saying there's a lot of differences of opinion about how people were saved in the Old Testament. When you say that, what do you mean by that, Russ? So there are some people that will say that they couldn't believe in Christ because Christ hadn't come, he hadn't died, he, and so they, their faith was not in Christ, their faith was actually in the, the sacrifices themselves. Mm-hmm. And so then some of them will say that it was about their, their work that they did that brought about salvation. Others will say that all of those Old Testament saints went to a a holding place that when Jesus died on the cross, he actually went back and preached the gospel to all of those souls that were in limbo until he came and lived and died. And that's when they came to saving faith is at that moment where he preached to the souls in, in prison um, awaiting the day of Christ. And we would say that those two those those things would be an error. That would be a misreading and a misunderstanding of Scripture. There, also, there, there might also, be others, too. Those are, are the two that come way, to my mind. There are mm-hmm. also ways that people divide up the Old Testament into these uh, various dispensations that say this, is, this was a, a way in which God saved then, and then he— that didn't quite work, so he had another dispensation, and then he's saved, you know, by the law or by other things. I think maybe just to to bring this down to a base level, I think what all of us, as we approach God's word, need to just kind of understand is that the Bible is one book with one story that that is centered around. What are conferences? God to us. Mm-hmm. God desires to be a God to his people. And how does he accomplish that? From the very beginning, he promised that he's going to accomplish that through the work of his son, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the one that would be sent, that would 
crush the, the head of the serpent, that would bring salvation to his people. And that storyline, Jonathan often quotes the Jesus Storybook Bible, the, the and Sally Lloyd Jones. Yeah, uh, and well, I can't remember every, the phrase. Every story whispers his name. Every story whispers his name. And so, if if you see the Bible as one story with one common thread, and that common thread is the work of God to redeem lost sinners through the work of Jesus Christ, what you'll say is, "Oh, Moses believed in the same way that I believed." Just. Mm-hmm. At a different time, I look back, as, as Vinny said earlier, I look back to the work of Christ. He was looking forward to the work of Christ, but our salvation is still the work of Christ. The whole mm-hmm. promise of salvation is unfolding all the way through God's <clears throat> Word, and, it, and the first promise is given, and you quoted it, it from Genesis 3.15, where God talks about the enmity that would be between the Satan and, and, and the people, but that there would be one that would come and crush the serpent's head. I think the major difference between the Old Testament and New Testament is the amount of light. Yeah, we have a fuller revelation, so we can look back and we can see what God was doing as he's revealed through the pages of his scriptures. And so it just gives you, it's it's a testimony to the grace of God that he can take even a little light and by the work of his spirit provide the illumination and understanding that's necessary to bring about saving faith in the Old Testament that where the the scriptures might have not held as much light, the Spirit brings mm-hmm. what is necessary to bring about saving faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what Hebrews 11 is saying. Right, yeah. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.